Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome into the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern and looking forward to today's show. Our last Varsity Blitz show of the year. Next week we'll transition into the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. And then every other week the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show. So for this last high school basketball show... I started looking around, and it's amazing how many former high school basketball players from the state of Wisconsin that are coaching at the collegiate level. It's a, it's, I could do six weeks on this thing. And so I started reaching out to a few of these guys, and some guys are still coaching. And some other guys were like, hey, man, I'd, I'd love to come on. Our first guest today, he is the head coach at Winona State. He played at Chilton High School for his dad. He is uh, Todd Eisner. Hey, Coach, how you doing today? Doing great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. Um, Absolutely. Todd, was, uh, he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame in 2014. And he played for his dad, won a uh, state championship in 1986. And, Coach, I want to start by, by talking about that part of your life, if we can. I coached my son in high school. And um, now he's he's 30 and has uh, a boy of his own. And we do have some laughs about that. But we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm wondering what it was like for you to coach, uh, to play for your dad. It, you know, it was a great experience, obviously, uh, when you have an opportunity to, to do something special by having you know the opportunity to play at the field house and, and win a state championship. And, you know, that all started, Mike, really early because with my dad in the coaching profession, he brought – our family down to the state tournament every year since you know I was seven or eight years old. And so you always had that dream of, is there a possibility one day that I get to play in the field house? And to do it with your dad as the head coach, and then my middle brother, Mark, was also a starter on that team. Uh, it obviously became a really big family affair, and then to be fortunate to, to win the last game of the year and be a state champion is something that uh, uh, you'll always cherish the rest of your life. 
Hey, Todd, did you know early on that coaching was something that you'd want to maybe follow in your dad's footsteps? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, my dad was, you know, you had such great respect for him because, you know, I grew up in a, in a teacher's family. My mom and dad were both teachers. And, you know, in some ways you sit there and you realize, you know, you're not necessarily getting rich being a high school or elementary school teacher. And I saw his dedication to the game and how much time he spent and how much passion he had for just helping others. And, uh, and so it was something that I knew um, really early, even before I got to college, that that was the direction I wanted to take with my, with my career, if at all possible. You know, when, uh, when you follow in your dad's footsteps and, and, and I don't know, um, I'm sure to sit down at the kitchen table with him and say, Hey, look, you know, this is maybe something I want to get involved in. And you knew at that point, you're not going to get rich by coaching high school basketball in the state of Wisconsin. Normally it costs us money. You know, I, I coached for 36 years and retired yeah. uh, two years ago. And I'm not kidding. I think I have more, more money in my pocket now than I did when I was coaching. Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's uh, it's a it's a labor of love, and really at every level, to be real honest with you. But obviously, I'm down at the NCAA tournament right now, and you get to this level, and you know people get paid pretty handsomely for it. But you know, sure. you have a tremendous amount of respect for the high school coaches that that do it for the same reasons and don't get rewarded financially for it. So, um, you know, and that's where I I saw my dad do it, and the late nights watching film and getting stats ready and game plans ready, and and did it to, to really help our high school and, and the, the young men that were in the program at that time. We were talking to Todd Eisner. He's the head of basketball coach at Winona State. High school basketball player in Chilton, Wisconsin, won a state championship his senior year. Hey, Coach, this has been a really weird year, obviously, for everybody. And I'm wondering how you and your staff and your players kind of dealt with everything going on because I looking at your schedule – you know, it was a shortened schedule. You guys ended up seven and six, uh, won your last game, which is always great. But how difficult was it for you and your staff to keep your boys engaged? Yeah, it was really hard, Mike. I mean, it was, a, you know, the biggest challenge I've had in my coaching career. And this is my 23rd year as a college head coach. And, you know, for various, uh, obviously, issues that you dealt with or obstacles and challenges every single day. And, and the biggest one that became a really a hot topic really across the country for all student athletes is just the the mental health aspect of our, of our young people in our program. And, uh, you know, our poor freshmen in our program, and we had five of them, you know, their senior years got canceled. And, um, you know, we had the young man, we have the young man, Malik Abdul-Wahid from Brookfield Central. And obviously they were set up to go to state and that got canceled. We had two young men, uh, twins from Peoria, Notre Dame that were in the same boat. They were 29 and one and ready to go to state and their season got canceled. So these young men, you know, their senior years got canceled their graduations get canceled. Then they come to college and you're, you know, you dream of going to college and being all fired up about just having the college experience. And they've been put in their own dorm rooms, couldn't go anywhere. There's no classes. Everything's online. Um, Winona State's been really, really cautious. And certainly we you know, have no problem with that, but they've been really, really cautious. So we couldn't even get into the gym the first month of the school year. We actually did all of our workouts outside. And, oh. uh, and then our league delayed our start of our season to – uh, first day of practice was the day after Thanksgiving, and then we started to have to test uh, three times a week. We got shut down right away, and so we got shut down three different times after we officially started practice. And uh, and so, you know, we, we get to our first game. We played at Minnesota Duluth on a Saturday. Uh, our Wednesday test results came in, Mike, on Sunday morning because it took a couple days for the PCR test results to come back. Had a positive test, so our Sunday game got canceled. The next weekend's game got canceled. 
because of it because we're in quarantine for 14 days. I mean, and so those are the type of issues. And you just worry about, you know, how, how do our guys, you know, navigate something that, you know, we obviously hope no, none of us will ever have to experience again. But it was, it's been a definite challenge. And we were supposed to play 16 games. We played 11 and we're able to make up two that didn't count to give us to the 13 games. So it was definitely interesting. You know, it's interesting. And looking at your schedule, you had all that time off. And then you get and you come back and you win three in a row. And it, it had to feel so good on January 16th at Upper Iowa University just to get on the floor and to get two wins, 81-79 and then 92-90, um, back-to-back Saturday, Sunday. Man, it, that bus ride back on Sunday had to feel pretty good. I mean, you get two wins, both by two points, and your kids had to be feeling pretty good about just playing again. No doubt. I mean, it, and that got scheduled in one day, Mike. Uh, we were supposed to play the University of Sioux Falls that weekend at home, and Southwest Minnesota was supposed to play at Upper Iowa. Southwest had a positive case. Sioux Falls had a positive case. So both of our weekend series got canceled. And on Thursday, as I'm walking into the gym for practice, the head coach at Upper Iowa calls to let me know they're free. And we literally, you know, we delayed everything to Saturday, Sunday, just so we could have one day of preparation for a game that we didn't even expect to play. And so, you know, maybe that shows that I shouldn't coach so much because we had one day of preparation and went down there and won both games. So, um, you know, but it was, but it was great. I have to tell you that's and in, in, in football, at least high school football around here, um, that, that, that happened a lot. Like Sussex, Hamilton, um, and Baraboo both had their games canceled like Thursday afternoon and Sussex Hamilton put out or Baraboo put out a tweet that said, Hey, we're open. Anybody want us? And Sussex Hamilton said, we'll get on a bus right now. You want some of us? And it was kind of fun for guys like me, you know, old guys that used to spend a lot of time on the playground that would go, hey, who are you? You guys want to play us? You want some? Come on. And it was fun. That part was kind of fun. I know at the college level, you don't want to be doing too much of that. But you know what? You walk in. Uh, you play Upper Iowa, and you get two wins, and both obviously really competitive games. You had to feel pretty good about your 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 team that they can they can be a little bit nimble when you need them to. No doubt, we had to have some flexibility. Everything about this year was being adaptable and being flexible, and and really you know trying to take a deep breath and not get you know too worked up about the different challenges that were going to get thrown you know at you. And uh, I thought our guys did as good a job as as we possibly could expect of them in this situation, and, and then. You know, the scary part is, Mike, it's still not over. I mean, we're now we're in our postseason, you know, and the NCAA for Division Two allows us to work four hours on the court a week and four hours, you know, anywhere else, whether that's conditioning or weight room or whatever it may be. And yet we still got to, you know, we don't have to test anymore unless somebody has symptoms. But everything else is still, our guys are still living by themselves, and most of our oh. classes are still online. And so it's not done yet. It's starting to, you know, you can see the maybe a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, but our guys are still dealing with a very strange school year that uh, they have to navigate really every day. You know, Todd, there is no template written for you on this. You know, there's a lot of things. And, and look, as a former coach, I have, I've never come up with anything. I steal everything, right? I take this guy's, you know, let's see, where does he trap out of this one, three, one, and maybe we'll try this, try that. There's no template for you guys. What's interesting to me is once we get through this, and I, and, and, and God willing, we, we just get through it and we get back to really close to what we think normal is, if this ever happens again, whether you're the coach at Winona State or not, some, they're going to go back to see your playbook, your template on yeah. this thing, and say, okay, yeah. this is how they got through it. This is what they say worked. 
this is what they say didn't work and now let's let's follow that template so i'm just hoping we get back to to what is as close to normal as possible hey coach you you guys do a great job recruiting this area I mean, looking at your roster, um, Brooks Central, Wauwatosa West, Kimberly, um, Onalaska, Burlington, Whitnell, your, your roster is full with kids from the state of Wisconsin, and I really appreciate that. I, I really uh-huh. do. I always look for guys that have a number of Wisconsin kids because I want our players to get a chance to play at the next level. Can sure. you talk a little bit about Winona State and what it takes to play it at that level for these kids from Wisconsin? Well, you know, and I mean, for me, six years ago, Mike, that was the allure of, of having the opportunity to go to Winona State. It's, it's been such an unbelievable, Northern Sun is such an unbelievable Division II league. And you look back at my first year, Augustana uh, won the national championship, and they went to Iowa in an exhibition game, but beat Iowa. And then Northern State, my third year, lost in the national championship, and that year they went to Arizona State for an exhibition game and lost in double overtime. So one of the things we really try to hit home with a lot of our you know, prospective student athletes is that, you know, this is a league that the top three teams in our league can compete, you know, certainly on a one-off game uh, with a lot of teams at the division one level and uh, you'll get every challenge you want in, in our league. And so, um, you know, you combine that with the fact that I'm from Wisconsin, my assistant Zach Melvick uh, who played at Winona state is from Holman. And so, and we're right on the border. So it makes a lot of sense to have Minnesota and Wisconsin be our two, you know, recruiting hotbeds and, and so uh, we're always going to be aware of who we think are young people in the state of Wisconsin that uh, can fit what we're trying to get done here. It's been you know, kind of up and down for us a little bit. We've had a couple of, you know, we had Caleb Wagner from Muskego play for us for four years and two years in a row he breaks his foot and, you know, he's limited for part of the year. And then this year we had Lou Dillon from Wauwatosa West transferred from South Dakota State. And while we're working on the outdoor court, he tears meniscus in his knee and misses the year. And, and then Alec Rosner from Kimberly uh, partially tears his ACL the first day back after Christmas. And um, But the high school coaching in Wisconsin is so good, you know, that we, we really appreciate the fact that we're getting young men into our program that know how to play the game already. And it just makes our job so much easier, Mike, in that we don't have to do as much teaching. Um, but we also we also look for that in the young people that we're recruiting in the state of Wisconsin. Do they come from programs that are winning? Do they come from programs where you can tell that they've been taught the game uh, at a high level? And then we just try to add to it once they come to Winona State. But the league is just, Mike, it's, it's, it's just every day is a meat grinder. And I don't care if they're in 16th place or first place. Every day when you, you know, line up on a Friday or Saturday in our league, uh, you better be ready to play because it's such a great league. Man, I really appreciate your time, Coach. I really do. I know that uh, you got a busy weekend, and and we were able to get you early on this. He is Todd Eisner, head coach at Winona State. Like I said, this entire show today, for two hours, we're talking to J.R. Blount, who's the head uh, assistant at Colorado State that that I coached in high school over at Dominican. Luke Regal from UW Parkside is going to join us. John Tharp, Hillsdale College. Uh, Drew yeah. Diener's going to join us. Freddie Owens. I I could go on and on. There's there's 50 other guys that I could have called, um, but that are doing a great job throughout the country of being an ambassador for us here in the state of Wisconsin. And certainly Todd Eisner is one of those guys. Hey, Coach, thank you so much for your time. Have a good weekend, and I look forward to talking to you again uh, about college basketball and some of the players that are coming from the state uh, to Winona State. Well, I really appreciate you having me on, Mike. Enjoyed it very much, and anytime. Uh... I can do something to help out. Please let me know. You got it, Todd. Thank you so much. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Colorado State won their first uh, game in the NIT last night. J.R. Blount is going to join us. This is. 
Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. I'm Mike McGivern, our next guest. And again, we're talking to all guys that played high school basketball here in the state of Wisconsin, now coaching at the collegiate level. J.R. Blount, two weeks in a row, man. He's like a regular. I'm going to have to start sending him a check or something. <laughs> hey, Coach, uh, my favorite player in the country right now is Isaiah Stevens. Uh-huh. He's a big-time player, man. <laughs> man, you know, he had a layup last night with about one second to go to get a win against Buffalo. What I want to talk about is giving up that three-point Shot about 15 seconds left in the game. You gotta gotta close out, Jay. You gotta get your hand up on that. Man, absolutely. It was it was crazy because the guy that made the shot actually was, had only made five threes going into the whole year. So mm. um, you know, it was, but he was wide open, which is the first problem. Yeah, but you know what? If there's gonna you're gonna let somebody get a wide open shot, it's a guy who's only hit five the whole year. So I I don't feel so bad, but I love the fact that Isaiah Stevens just, you know what, you guys didn't take a timeout and, and, and reading a couple of things on, on the head coach, he didn't like taking the timeout and letting yep. anybody get their defense set. And uh, this kid is from Texas, and yep. it says, welcome home, Isaiah Stevens. So, you know what, good for him. What, the locker room must have been electric last night after getting that win. Yeah, you know, it was really good. You know, I think guys are really excited. It was, it was really special because – you know, for for some of these guys, they had never seen their families in about nine months. Uh, oh. Isaiah being one of them, and you know, his mom, dad, brothers, family was there, so it was just special. You know, it was good to when we got out to to the warmups. You know, guys are kind of looking up and smiling because they, you know, seen some loved ones that they hadn't seen in a while. So it, it was great. Hey, um, I want to talk about what it takes to play at, at the level in Colorado State, but. But doing some research and going on the website, I, I watched this video a year ago of your players um, putting the names of, of people that um, have, have uh, battled cancer. And yeah. I, you know what, Jay? I, I'm not as tough an Irishman as I used to be because I had tears just flowing down my cheek watching this video and how appreciative the, 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 the survivors were that these yeah. players put the names on the back of their jersey and played for them. And I thought, man, when listening to the head coach talk about giving back to the community and being part of that community, it just made me a huge Colorado State fan. No, it's, it's an awesome thing that we do. With, uh, we partner with our UC Health. And, um, you know, our guys last year, it was, it was it was very good. We did it again this year, but we obviously weren't able to go into the hospitals. But, Last year, we were able to go into the hospitals, meet the people, talk to them, spend an hour with them, and then, you know, obviously wear their names on the back of the jerseys, which is a special reminder. But um, this year, we did a Zoom call, and, you know, it, it, was still, it was still very impactful. But, you know, just to be able to go there last year and sit in the, hotel, sit in the hospitals and actually talk with those people and see what they're going through as opposed to us just playing a basketball game, you know, it's just very special there. Yeah, and that you know they interviewed some of the the people, and there was a young man that was five days on campus. Found out. Yeah. And yeah, and he said, "Look, this is the best thing that's happened to me my freshman year." And I'm not kidding, Jay. Sometimes we just take for granted that you know we get up, we're healthy, we're feeling good, and we go about our life. And then you watch a video like that, 
and right. and what you, what your t- what your team did for those people in that community was just something special. Hey, Jade, um, you've been coaching at the college level for a long time, and we just talked with Todd Eisner, who's the head coach at Winona yeah. State, and he said, yeah. "Look, we feel like you know the kids we get out of the state of Wisconsin are so well coached because the the coaching in, in in that state is really good." And I didn't get a chance to ask him what I'm going to ask you, but when you talk to some of these kids that you're recruiting, what do you tell them what it takes as far as academically and athletically to play at Colorado State? You know, I think one of the first things we talk about is, is their level of maturity. Um, and, you know, we come in and you kind of look at kids and a lot of them can score and a lot of them can do things offensively, but kind of that maturity level off the court that separates guys and, you know, I think it's special to see guys that come from programs that have had success and um, have been coached. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting to see some guys that aren't successful at the next level. And then you kind of look at the high school programs and, you know, not saying that they're bad, but more free flow and not a lot of structure. And you can tell a lot when you go to a practice and kind of observe a kid and observe him off, off practice and, and before and after just kind of how he's coached, you know, I think that plays a, a big factor in the success that he's going to have at the next level. You know, it's in, it's interesting because for years I've told some of these players, Jerry, that these coaches come, and if you notice, they the, first of all, they know you can play or they wouldn't take the time right. to come see a game, but they get there 20 minutes early. Do you know yeah. why? And these players look at me like I, to get a good seat. I go, no, they want to see you warm up. They want right. to see how you interact with your teammates you know, if if you're not if you're talking to some cheerleader rather than warming up, they notice all this stuff, and Absolutely. I you know like you did when you were a sophomore in high school, rolling your eyes at me like you know the same <laughs> thing that these guys are doing. But now you know I'm sure that that you tell these guys, look, you got to make sure that you're taking care of business, and when we get there early, we want to see, you know, what you're all about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really important because, like you said, is. We wouldn't be there if they couldn't play. So you already got that figured out. And then you kind of want to get the intangible piece of, okay, what kind of kid are they? How do they take coaching? How do they handle their teammates? You know, all the little things that are going to be important because at some point they're going to struggle during their season, especially early young kids. And like, how are they going to handle that adversity? I think that's one of the most important factors that we're looking at as we recruit kids. Hey, JR, I'm looking again at your roster, and there's not a senior that I'd see on the roster. A lot of sophomores, freshmen. Yeah, this is a really young team. Um, what, what, did, what does that do for you as an assistant coach? Are you still trying to fill in? Do you still have spots that you're looking to recruit for next year, or are you now looking at, at kids that are juniors? Yeah, you know, we're mostly looking at younger kids. Uh, we still have one scholarship left that, you know, we, we could potentially use for a transfer or, or, or a kid in the class of 21, but we focus a lot of our, our attention on the class of 22 and, you know, just kind of continue and develop kids and, and recruit younger kids that we think can have some success at the at this level as we get, you know, continue to develop and get going in this program. But, you know, there, there's, never any, there's never any bounds with, you know, what we're going to do or who we're going to get. We just kind of Look to take the best available fit um, player-wise. Well, I'll tell you what, this is a fun team to to watch, and and that was a really good win. You get North Carolina State coming up, and uh, it's got to be fun because when we talked last week, you said, look, I like this. These guys all really get along, 
and uh, and we like this team. You know, we certainly got to get after them every once in a while. But, you know, anytime you get a chance to continue to play and go through the tournament, I know there was some disappointment with not making the NCAA yeah. tournament. But you know what? It is what it is. You might as well go out and win the NIT then, right? Absolutely. You know, I think our guys did a great job of kind of embracing the moment and turning their attention to, to Buffalo last night. And, you know, it was it was a little – it was it – was, it was an emotional ride. You know, Sunday we sat there and we didn't see our name called. And, you know, we had to come out. And these guys showed great resilience and um, going out there yesterday and taking care of a, a great Buffalo team. And especially in that game, you know, the ups and downs, they could have easily just kind of said, hey, man, like, wish we were somewhere else. But, you know, they battled. And I think that kind of goes to show who they are as a group, man. And they, they've been this the entire year. Well, the, and these guards, and look, Kendall Moore's 5'10", a buck 51, and we talked about him off the air one day, and you said, man, this kid is tough as nails. He's yeah. tough as nails. And he, Isaiah he, he, Stevens is six feet, a buck 80, so it's not like you got these 6'4", you know, 215 yeah. guards that are getting after it. No, yeah, two two small guards. And, and we'll, I always let them know that they're, they're very small. I think both of them are about 5'10", but... Um, they're they're good, man. They're tough. They play hard, and you know what what they do is bring you know different elements of the game on offense and defensive end. And you know there are there are leaders at, at at those two guard spots. And you know our guys really respond to to how they act and their vocal leadership as well. So it's, it's been good to get them, and they're young still. So you know they'll continue to develop as well. You know, a couple of years ago, you came over to Martin Luther and spoke to our team, and and. Uh, we had some young guards at that point, and, and you were talking, and one was kind of looking around or something, and you said, hey, man, you know what? I'm up here talking to you about what it takes to play at the next level. If you're 6'10", averaging 30 a game, I, go ahead, look around, but not right. you. And that stuck with me, JR, because you know what? You just called him out, and the kid kind of looked like, man, I can't believe this guy's calling me out. But what you had to say was 100% right. You're in talking to these young guys because you want to help them, and he's kind of like looking outside to see who's outside and stuff. And uh, I think that kids have to understand that they need to pay attention to a guy like you that's been that's certainly been around and, and, and done this stuff. Hey, last question. Man, your alma mater, Loyola, they look pretty good. Oh, yeah. They're, they're good. Great defensively. And, um, you know, I, I got them up to Illinois tomorrow, so you, you heard it here first. You got, you know what? You heard it here first. That little guard <laughs> that they have made some big plays last night. Yeah. No, they're good. You know, I, I think they've done a great job. They're, they're, they're elite defensively, so it'll be a battle, and I, don't, I know they'll be ready to go. Hey, good luck against North Carolina State. I appreciate your time. I know you got to get on a, you're getting on a plane or something, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. We're we're just got to the airport here now, so we're we're headed back, and then uh, we'll come back down to Texas on on Tuesday night. Excellent. Safe travels, Jared. Thanks a lot for coming with your time. Thanks, coach. Appreciate you, man. You got it. It's Jared Blown. Get to a break. Other side of the break, Luke Regal, head basketball coach at UW Parkside, and again, a Wisconsin basketball high school basketball player like all of our guests are 11 o'clock our superhero of the week she's from union grove we're going to talk to heidi lofi for a couple of minutes for the market center they've got they've got a scholarship program going on that i wanted to just talk uh, a little bit on my high school show see if we can get uh, some people that listen to the show to get involved in that and then 11:15, drew diener 
11.30, Freddie Owens is going to join us. Man, I loved watching Freddie play and looking forward to having him on the show. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. Man, I've tried to get uh, this coach on all year and we could never make it happen. So I'm so happy that he had a few minutes for us today. Head basketball coach at UW Parkside, he's Luke Regal. Hey coach, how are you today? I'm doing great, Mike. I'm glad Did, I could man. be with you. We had, uh, we had all those Saturday afternoon games and it made it tough to, to join it you this did. year. So. Um, I'm glad I can join you now. Man, I really appreciate it, Luke. And, you know, I'm a big fan. And you and I, you know, we, we've uh, we've talked a lot over the years. And, and UW Parkside is certainly good hands. What, the, the reason for today's show and my last high school basketball show, as I started looking around, Coach, there are so many guys that played high school basketball in the state of Wisconsin that are now coaching at the collegiate level. And I, I could do, I'm not kidding, I could do eight hours and still not get to everybody. So the guys that I missed out on, I apologize. Um, but, man, we, we got a great lineup today. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, look, you played at Wilmot High School, played for your dad, and uh, won a state championship. And similar to, to Todd Eisner from Winona State, you know, I, I said, look, I coached my son. And, and now when we look back at those years at Calvary Baptist, you know, we laugh about them. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. How did uh, how did that go for you playing for your dad? <laughs> oh, it's you know, it's a interesting dynamic. I think you know, in a, in a lot of the ways, it's more difficult on the the coach than the player because when you're playing, you're just you know, you're out there letting it go and not really thinking about it. But uh, you know, the, the best story I tell is I, I moved up to varsity about midway through my freshman year. Um, and in the three and a half years I played for my dad, uh, two people were kicked out of practice in those three and a half years, and it was me twice. So, <laughs> so there were definitely some times we butted heads, and before I had my license, some long drives home uh, after practice. But, um, you know, 90% of it was, was great memories, and uh, obviously to have a chance to win a state title our, my senior year, uh, you know, put the icing on the cake. No doubt. And what sometime throughout after it's over, something happens. For me, it was, and for Matthew, he, he had set a school records at, Mar- at Maranatha Baptist Bible College, middle of his junior year for assists. And for some reason, Luke, when that happened, they stopped the game. They put the number on the ball. He threw the ball to me up in the stands. And I don't know how or where or why, but it looked like the ball was coming slow motion and I caught it. And all the stuff that, that, you know, that me not playing him enough in AAU basketball, his mom being my wife being <laughs> mad at me all the time and, you know, all that stuff. And I expected more from him. You know, I was harder on him than I was anybody else. And now looking back, I did that. And some some coaches are the opposite. They let their kids do, you know, that's my boy. I'm going to let him do whatever. Uh, But I was the opposite. And so I I like the fact that I get a chance to talk to other guys, normally guys who played for their father, because I'm an old guy here, Luke. And I'm glad that that went well. And what a full circle. Now he serves as one of your assistants at UW Parkside. Absolutely. And uh, I think... We probably butt heads just as much as when uh, he was the head coach and I was the player. Um, 
because he's always, you know, he's always making me think outside the box. You know, he's always advocating for guys that maybe uh, I'm a little bit down on. And so uh, it, it's definitely been beneficial to, to our program and, uh, you know, the, our ability to make a, a few NCAA tournaments while he's been helping out. Hey, a couple years ago I had you on, and, and uh, I, I may have taken a, a, a shot at you because it, it, I think you had one or two uh, Wisconsin kids on your roster. I said, come on, Luke. And you were like, hey, man, we try. We, we recruit this area a lot. And now I'm looking at your roster. I think there's six or seven kids from the state of Wisconsin. And I love the fact that the only Division II school in the state of Wisconsin has a number of Wisconsin kids on it. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate these kids understanding what it takes to play at a place like Parkside. Because you know what, you you got to be an awfully good basketball player to be able to play at your school. Absolutely, and and it, you know it it ebbs and flows. I mean, there are times where there are definitely you know quality Division two players uh, throughout our area that we want to recruit in Wisconsin, and then there's other times where we're you know we're dipping more in Illinois, but. I think the thing that I've loved, you know, and I just finished my 21st year at Parkside overall and 18th year as the head coach is the level of play is just fantastic. And, you know, I always enjoy watching the, the lower major Division One teams play, like, you know, the play-in games that were 16 seed versus 16 seed and just see how close we are to that level. And, and you know, when, when we've had our best teams, we're very similar to, to those Division One teams. So, um, you know, I've always enjoyed the Division II level, and, um, you know, the quality of play is unbelievable. So you definitely have to have players that, one, are really good high school players, but, two, they want to work. You know, they're, they're not just happy when they're done with their senior year, but they know the, the toughest days are ahead of them, and, and we've been fortunate with that. And like you said, now we have a really good group of Wisconsin kids on our roster again, and, uh, and I'll keep working with those guys to be the, the next championship team we have. Hey, Coach, um, this year is so weird for everybody, and, and, and I talked again with, with Todd about that and said, look, how, how'd you guys, you know, as a team and as a staff and as, as players, how, how'd you guys get through it? Because there's no template for you on how to do this kind of stuff. And so I'm wondering, I, I know we probably want to just get get this year, you know, last year's season kind of behind us and let's move on and figure out what we can do next year and try to get back to normal. But how'd you guys get through this as a group? Well, you know, coaches are such creatures of habit that it was, it was difficult. I mean, you, you literally didn't know what you were going to, you know, especially early on in September and October and even early November, you had no idea what you were going to be allowed to do. You know, okay, can we have contact? Is it going to be only small group workouts? Like for two weeks, we could have, our players could only work out with their roommates uh, so if you had roommates that were guards and posts, it, it made the, the three or four person workouts more difficult. And, um, you know, it was incredibly challenging. I, I give so much credit to our players and, and the University of Wisconsin Parkside because they were so disciplined and Parkside put such a great uh, structure in place to keep our kids safe that uh, we only had two players the entire year that, uh, contracted COVID, and that was because we lifted weights after uh, a group that had COVID. So it was nothing of going to a party or hanging out with the wrong people. It was uh, just bad luck. So and we went the entire year. We played every game that was on our schedule. Uh, I thought our league, the GLIAC, 
did a great job of, you know, we played the same team both Friday and Saturday. And, well, that was really interesting. I have a newfound respect for the NBA coaches that in the playoffs and the adjustments you have to make from game to game. But uh, overall, our, our players were so disciplined. And I think it just comes down to if you really care about something, you're going to make some sacrifices. And, you know, our players really care about getting on the floor and having a season. And so they sacrificed their social lives. They wore masks for practice every day. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be more proud of the discipline they showed throughout uh, a very interesting season. Yeah, Luke, it's interesting looking at your schedule. You know, you start out and, and the first game, you, you're up at uh, Northern Michigan, lose uh, 76-75 and come back the next day and beat them 72-55. And then when you look at all these back-to-backs, it's really, it, it's almost like every single one of them, you know, you, you won one, lost one. And the only team you, that, and, and I'm looking at this, you beat Saginaw Valley State two in a row, and then they came at the end of the year and, and, and got you. But how weird that had to be, not only for your staff, but for your players, to go against the same team, you know, the next day after either you beat them by one or three or whatever, or lost by a couple, to then go and, and just go play again. Did you make many adjustments, Luke? You know, it's it was interesting because, Early in the season, you don't know how it's going to work. And, uh, you know, I think our, you know, the first weekend we lost the first one, so you're making adjustments to game two, and that clearly, you know, worked out with us to beat Northern Michigan there. And then the next weekend we, you know, we beat a good Ferris team the first night, and their all-league player was like three for 19. And normally, you know, that team leaves your gym and goes play somebody else, and the kid goes have 35 or 40 against the next team. Um, and unfortunately he got to play us again and that's what he did. I mean, we forced the exact same shots and he just made them the next night. And so, you know, again, I, I always laugh about the, just the, the critiques that NBA coaches take in the playoffs. Like it's easy to just go sweep a team or win four out of five. And, uh, like I said, a newfound respect for those guys because it was difficult. Um, you know, later in the year, like with, uh, when we did sweep Saginaw, we did try almost a different game plan the second night, even though we won the first night uh, because we had split the first four weekends of the year. So um, I'll be glad that we're not doing that next year. Um, But again, it was, I thought it was a great idea by by our conference. You know, we, I think our league played almost 90% of the game scheduled and uh, just kept people safe with a good plan. But um, it was definitely interesting to, you know, be in the same city and play the same team two team two times in a row. Man, I, I you must be getting old. I cannot believe that you've been at, at Parkside that long, by the way. I remember <laughs> having you in studio, I don't know, 15 years ago, and me thinking, man, this young dude, what the heck? And all of a sudden, you've been, it, you know, they say days go slow and years go fast, I guess. And good for you. I'm really, uh, I'm really happy for the success you guys have had. Uh, keep up the good work. I appreciate you coming on. And, and again, at Wilmont High, man, you could you could shoot a little bit back then, won a state championship. Can you still knock down a jump shot once in a while? <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I pick up the basketball and shoot about once every three weeks uh, and just take one shot as I walk out the gym. <laughs> I think this year I was three for three, and then the players always laugh. I, every time I make one, I say, this is an easy game, man, and I just walk right out the doors, you know, like – George Costanza, leave on a high note. That's it, 100%.
Hey, thank you so much. I'm glad we got a chance to get you on, Luke. I, I really do. And, and uh, I look forward to having you on again next year. Have a good, uh, have a good spring and summer with, with your wife and kids. And, and uh, try to relax a little bit. Get out there and hit the golf ball every once in a while. Absolutely. Sounds good. I appreciate you guys having me on again. You, you got it, Coach. Thank you very much. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, John Tharp, head coach at Hillsdale College, will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Yeah. You feel it, baby? I get two. You gotta love this music. All, all my workout music Mitch is playing today. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan just shows you my age is what I'm thinking. Our next guest. He uh, played at Sheboygan North High School. He, uh, they, they won a state championship, the only one in school uh, history, I believe, in that sport anyway. Uh, a Class A state championship in boys basketball. He's now the head basketball coach at Hillsdale College. He's John Tharp. Hey, Coach, how are you today? Max, thanks, man. Uh, I'm doing well. I appreciate it. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. You know, Coach, I, I love looking at your roster and seeing, you know, all of these Wisconsin kids, man. You know, it's it's really fun for me to to talk to guys that that recruit our area. And certainly, if you lived and grew up in this area, you know you know that you know the the area. So you've got coaches that are that are coming into Brookfield and and going to Sheboygan and Janesville and man, a number of kids. And if you listen to the show, if you're a high school basketball fan, you know when you're talking about some of the names that we talk about, certainly uh, Patrick Cartier is that. The kid that that jumps out, but but Cole now from Brook Central and uh, Davis Larson from Sheboygan North and man, just it goes on and on. So I want to thank you for for the, for our kids at the state of Wisconsin getting a chance to play at the next level. So I appreciate you doing that. Well, Mac, you know what? It's it's uh, you know it's a state that I, I grew up and loved so much and and just have so much respect for uh, not only the players but the, the high school coaches and the AAU coaches in the area. I just think it's such great basketball, and you think about all the success in that Brookfield area, uh, you know, over the last three, four, five years, and and uh, the talent that's coming out of that area. And so, I'll tell you what, we're we're blessed to have these kids, and just you know, they come in and they they know how to play the game, and uh, they know how to compete, and and uh, and I think it goes back to just such a great, rich tradition of you know Wisconsin high school basketball, and and you know AAU as well, and so. It's been great. Love the state. Just have a ton of respect for it. You know, we just had uh, we just had Luke Regal on from UW Parkside, oh, yeah. and I know that you have uh, Kevin Bradley, who's an assistant with you guys, and he was with with Luke for a number of years, and they're they're doing a good job at of, of getting some kids from the state of Wisconsin to to play at at their level. Can I talk a little bit about when coach when you walk in and 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 you're talking to somebody from Brookville or wherever you're you're recruiting. Can you talk a little bit about what it, what it takes, not only academically, but athletically to play at Hillsdale? Yeah, Matt, good, great question. You know, we, we, we have a, a little bit of a unique niche uh, of, of who we are. And it's the academic piece of it. Uh, you know, we're probably considered one of the best Division school, Division two schools, if not the best Division two school academically in the country. And so we, we, the average ACT score of, of – uh, of our basketball team is about a 30. 
And wow. so I'm dealing with these really, really yeah. bright kids, way smarter than I am. And, and, uh, and you know, it kind of starts with that, that, that piece of it for us, uh, that idea of, you know, we have to find student athletes. Uh, and the student part of it is a big piece of that. And, uh, you know, we tell them that these kids, you know, they're going to get a phenomenal education. And, and once, whenever the basketball is going to be put away, they're going to have that education to rely on for the rest of their life. And so, uh, and, and then, you know, the, the piece of, of the, the being a player, um, uh, you know, growing up in Wisconsin, I just loved the Division Three. That's all what I knew. That's all, you know, for all the great Division Three basketball and, and just amazing talent that Division Three basketball. And then when I took over, I was at Lawrence University for those 13 years, and I took over uh, at Hillsdale my, my first year. Uh, we had a team, Finley, that's in our league, uh, beat Ohio State, and we had Grand Valley beat Michigan State in exhibition Man. basketball, and I kind of walked in going, "What did I just get myself into?" <laughs> and uh, you know, it's 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 there's a lot of talent at this level, and you know, you have guys, um, you know, it's like anything else, right? You have certain guys that could be playing from Division three basketball to Division two basketball to Division one basketball. So we have this wide range of talent level uh, in our league and 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 at the NCAA tournament, but. You, you know, you have to, for us in particular, you need to know how to play the game, just, just the system of how we play, of how to play the game. And you need to bring something to the table, be able to shoot the basketball, uh, some size, um, you know, being able to guard. But you really have to bring something at a high level uh, to compete and be successful and have a career at this level. And, you know, I think about it, you know, Brandon Kritzel was our first guy that we took out of, out of when I was, you know, when he was at the pier and, and Brandon was just, you know, such an all-around player. Uh, you know, he was not only a good offense player, but he was just a great defensive player. And uh, Nate Nevue, you know, from Oshkosh, sure. Nate was one of the best defenders uh, around. And then, obviously, you mentioned Pat and, and these, these guys, Goki and Cole Now, and, uh, you know, Eric Radicevich and Joe Ruder is, is a kid that we're coming in next year. These guys are really good, and, and, and they, they all know how to play. So that, those are the things that we talk about during that during that recruiting process. You know, I'm on uh, Hillsdale College. I'm on their website, and it, it jumps right out at me. Learning character, faith, and freedom. These are yep. the inseparable purpose is of Hillsdale College, and, and, and I like the fact that they, they put that right out in front of you. This is what, you know, there's no – you're not going to be uh, – you're you're not gonna be surprised. These are the four things that that we believe at this college. Hey, coach, when you were playing at uh, Sheboygan North, who did you play for there? I had the great blessing to play with Coach Desitel, player under yeah. Coach Desitel. Man, and, oh man, uh, just just an all timer right there. What a coach he was. Yeah, you know what, uh, Mac, Coach and I are close, and and, and you know the blessing of playing for for Coach. He, he was up here a few weeks ago, and, and he was at our walkthrough, and uh, he wasn't pleased with exactly how we did our walkthrough, and, and he let me he let me know all about it a little bit, and uh, you know he you know coach was so close to Wooden, and uh, you know he said coach Wooden wouldn't have done that or would have done that, and uh, you know I'm thinking to myself, well, <laughs> coach Wooden, I know that coach, but he you know he's just uh, Good an man. amazing man, and what he did for the whole state of Wisconsin. You know, you think back when we won the championship in 86, you know, we had Oostburg that won it and Chilton won it. We're the ABC champions, and they were all Sheboygan County. Uh, you know, Coach, I think Coach deserved a lot of credit for that with all the things that he was doing for high school basketball. We are talking with John Tharp, the head basketball coach at Hillsdale College. 
36 years I coached basketball in this area. And the yep. single worst defeat in 36 years was to Usper. So please don't ever say that word again yeah. on my show because that might yeah. hang up on you. I still haven't watched that game, man. Have not watched. We're up six in overtime in the sectional semis. And uh, we uh, we couldn't close it out. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. I have to be honest. Back, burn what, back. Don't watch it, Mac. Don't, don't do never. it, man. Don't do uh-uh. it. Never. Can't uh-uh. do it. I didn't drive to Sheboygan for a year because there's a sign on the freeway that said to Oosberg. I'm telling you, that's how weird that's how weird I am. Hey, Coach, I really appreciate this time. I, I really do. And and I love the fact that Coach Desitel let you know it, that he was not happy with that walkthrough. When, when I was at Dominican, this is early coaching over there. Um, I was young. We go up to Sheboygan North, and and he walks over and 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 says, "Welcome to the head coach and myself." And he said, "Welcome to Sheboygan North. If I get a chance to bury you, we will." And walked away. <laughs> I was like, "What did he just say?" I thought you guys. I heard he was a really nice guy, and guess what? He did. They buried us, man. It was really funny to me. Oh, that's a good coach. That is coach. You know, loved his kids. And uh, gave us everything that he had, and uh, you know he he just he did a lot. Like I said, for for Oregon area, but but I thought the whole state of of Wisconsin, he did a lot for him. Yes, I agree with that. Hey, do me a favor and 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 continue to uh, to recruit this area, and and the kids that you get obviously are top notch kids that are going to be good ambassadors for you know their high school, their high school's coaches, and 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 their community. And and thank you for doing that. I, I'm really glad that I got a chance to talk to you. And next year when we get back to the high school basketball coaches show, I want to give you a call back and say, okay, we're back to normal. Let's talk about this team and how many games and all of that. Uh, you know what? I don't want to talk anymore about having to wear masks at practice and all that, yeah. John. I'm just tired of it. Yeah, I'm with you, Mac. I'm with you. I, I hear you. These kids, these kids, you know, I, I'm so proud of all these kids. Everything that they've been through this past year, and and uh, I'm glad that they had a chance to play, and and uh, everything like I said, everything that they've been through, I, I I'm just pleased for these kids that they had a chance to do that. He is John Tharp, head basketball coach at Hillsdale College. Better more more than that, he uh, played for Coach Destel, won a state championship at Sheboygan North. I, I just love that about him, and I. I, I'm telling you, Coach Desitel is one of a kind right there. Hey, uh, John, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Have a good uh, have a good off season if there is such a thing for you guys. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks, man. Enjoy March Madness. You got it. Sure will. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, our superhero of the week. She is Angela Slatterly from Union Grove High School. Will join us, and then we're going to talk to Heidi Lofi uh, from the Mark Center about a couple of things, and then get on. We'll talk to Drew Diener head coach at Rockhurst, and then Freddie Owens, assistant coach, Holy Cross, former Milwaukee, Washington grad. Man, I loved watching that kid play. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. <laughs> 